Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery times not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace, offering everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. Extensive options, ease of selection, and flexibility at your fingertips help make sure your time is wonderfully spent. Viator is the place to go to book experiences that will create long-lasting moments that make lifetime memories. And Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences to choose from in over 190 countries. In in fact, just last year, Viator helped my family put together this amazing adventure on the island of Kona, swimming with the manta rays, trying to avoid the barracudas, whatever your wildest dreams. If you can imagine it, Viator probably has an experience just for you. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in Viator's world of wonderful experiences. Viator, one site, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Hello there, welcome to another episode of This Week in History with me, your host, Dan the Viking. This week I've got a story for you that I don't know if you will know it. Uh, This is about a gentleman named Robert Smalls. Now, Robert Smalls, uh, I believe, should be famous in America, should certainly be famous everywhere else in the world, um, but for... All my research and what I know, he's not as famous as people would think. And when you hear this story, you might find it a bit strange that he's not famous, or he's certainly not as well-known as he probably should be. Now, Robert Smalls was born on the 5th of April, 1839, in Beaufort, South Carolina, and he died in February the 23rd, 1915, also in Beaufort, South Carolina. And Robert Smalls lived a fascinating life, uh, full of hardship, courage, and accomplishments. He was actually born into slavery in South Carolina, so he was a slave. Okay, His mother was a house slave, his father is down as an unknown white man. So he was mixed race, but obviously being born to a a black lady he went straight into slavery um he basically lived as a slave for the early part of his life up until the civil war started and during the civil war he became a ship's pilot okay so he had quite a decent um a decent role in the civil war Um, and then we'll get on to the rest of the story so, like I said, he was born on the 5th of April 19, uh, 1839 in South Carolina to his mother, Lydia Lydia Polite, 
Um, she was a 43-year-old slave owned by Henry McKee. Uh, Robert grew up working as a slave for the McKee family and his mother in a small cabin in the large McKee house. As a boy, Robert spent his time tending to his master, Henry, and McKee apparently treated Robert quite well. Um, however, Robert's mother made sure he understood the reality of slavery. So he was he was sort of well-treated, um, but his mum obviously drummed it into him that just because they're treating you well, um, it can turn and, and, you know, the realities of slavery, just, just because you're having a half-decent uh, upbringing doesn't mean anything else. Um, and, you know, he was well aware that he could be sold at any time and he was he was just property. He wasn't actually anything more than that. Um, there is a, a rumour that the reason he was treated well, like I said, we don't know who his father actually was. There was a, I have read a few conflicting things that say McKee or someone in the McKee household might actually have been his father, in which case that's why he was treated slightly better than the rest. But even in that situation, he was still um, just seen as property. Um, as Robert grew older, his master began to hire him out, so he would do jobs in other areas and, and for other farms. And Robert would work for jobs around Beaufort, but his owner would get all the money, all the money, which is um, you know obviously quite a common situation with slavery. That you know, even though they made money, they didn't actually make money. Um, Robert loved the sea. Um, and eventually found a job working on the docks at the port in Charleston. He was said to be uh, very smart, hard-working, um, and enjoyed overtime. Now, this might be because he didn't want to go back to um, the slave uh, the slave house. He, he'd rather have just been on the ships all the time. Um, but he was, he was interested in navigation, um, the harbour, the coastline, ships, everything like that. He really wanted to... Um, just immerse himself into into the sea life. Um, he earned his position as the wheelman of a boat, um, and this job is essentially the responsibilities as the pilot. This is basically the same thing. Um, but slaves were not allowed the pilot title. So he was very, very good at his job. Um, he was good enough to be the pilot, um, but he was given the position of wheelman um in other words he does the same job but he doesn't have the same title and this was because of his um lesser status in society in 1856 at the age of 17 robert fell in love um he married a slave named hannah jones who worked as a maid in a charleston house hannah already had two daughters and they were married um, but the couple had a third child that was their own. Uh, Robert built himself a good life as a slave, as far as a good life can go. Um, he had a good job, a family, and he loved he loved his new life. But he was very, very aware of the fact that his life was very, very fragile. Um, and it could be taken away at any point, whether that's physically taken away or sold into another another house moved to another part of the country um in regular occurrences uh, slaves were split away from their families and things like that so 
Um, although he was doing okay, um, you know, he'd got a good job outside. He, you know, he still obviously the money he earned went straight to the the slave house, um, but he he was very aware of the situation and very aware that um, it could be taken away at any time. Um, they were owned basically his him and his family were owned by someone it, regardless of how well his life was going how happy he was um inside things like that the fact that it could all be taken away um meant that he wanted to escape um and like i said out, out of some of the stories we hear um in regards to slavery that are utterly barbaric and and abhorrent this uh, gentleman for all intents and purposes had a pretty okay life as a slave um but that that fragileness of it meant that him and his family decided that uh, they needed to escape um he fought he had a, a bit of a luck uh, at the start of the civil war um, which was obviously April 1861 and the Battle of Fort Sumter, um, not far from where Robert and his family lived in Charlestown. Um, as an experienced pilot, the Confederate Army assigned Robert to a military transport ship named the Planter. Smalls quickly gained the confidence of the white officers of the ship and was promoted to wheelman pretty quickly. He expertly piloted the ship along the coastlands and rivers around the Charleston, laying mines, transporting ammunition, and delivering Confederate troops and messages. So he was basically taken by the army. So this man's life so far has consisted of um, being born a slave, being raised a slave, having an okay upbringing as a slave, um, but still has that fear hanging over him. Then America goes into war, he's conscripted into the army, and now he's fighting. And he's not just fighting, he's fighting for the Confederates, which, I mean, at the start of the war, from my knowledge, wasn't really about slavery, um, but the majority of the, um, the majority of the South, or the majority of the Confederates, were, um, not i wouldn't say they were slave owners because it's it's very it's such a gray area they weren't all slave owners robert e lee for example wasn't a slave owner um but the confederacy as itself relied on slavery as a means of income so he was essentially fighting for the side that he probably didn't want to fight for if that makes sense and i, I i'm trying to be as very politically correct as as I can um but that that's my interpretation of the American Civil War I haven't done a huge amount of research into the ins and outs of it but as far as I'm aware um the confederacy itself relied on the income from slavery to basically to to survive so any threat to that would have uh, would have meant that the economy in the southern states would not have uh, not have done very well so given the choice he probably would have fought for the side that wasn't supporting slavery um anyway 
as the war escalated, uh, Robert heard thousands of stories of slaves seeking freedom with the Union Army, and this was massive. You know, a lot of slaves fled and joined the Union Army because that was seen as their escape, and if they were to survive the war, then they would be rewarded and wouldn't have to to stay in slavery. Um, he could see the Union blockade just outside Charleston Harbour, and he knew that if he could get his family to the Union, they would be free. Uh, several of the crewmen aboard the planter were also slaves, so it wasn't just him and you know his family. Pretty much, majority of his ship were slaves. Um, Robert hatched a plan where he would use the planter to escape. He began to watch for a for the right moment, and then he made his move. The early morning of May the thirteenth, eighteen sixty-two, presented the perfect opportunity for escape. The ship had been recently loaded with several large cannons as well as ammunition. The munitions, together with the planter itself, would provide a valuable asset to the Union. And also, the white officers went ashore to spend the night, leaving Robert and his fellow slave crewmen in charge of the ship. Earlier, Robert's family, as well as family members of the other crew, had boarded the ship just to the north of where the planter was docked, and everything was now in place for his plan. So he's left on the ship, and he's got a, basically a clear run. There's no white officers on the, on board the ship. There's no one that can stop him. He's been given the perfect opportunity. And around 3 o'clock in the morning, Robert and his crew took the ship out. In order to pass the checkpoints, Robert dressed in the captain's uniform. To cover his face, he wore a straw hat that the captain often wore. He even copied the captain's body language and movements as they approached the first checkpoint. The rest of the crewmen hid from view. Robert gave the appropriate signals and began to move past the checkpoint. If his plan failed, he would be shot and his family would be punished, along with all of the other men um, and family on board. Luckily for him, the planter made it first past the first checkpoint and picked up the family members later on. So, that, that's a bit confusing so his family would have been punished even though they weren't on the ship if that makes sense but once he got past that checkpoint he then could pick up his family um, and then headed out of the harbour towards the Union blockade after successfully getting it past the big guns at Fort Sumter the ship began to approach the blockade Robert changed the Confederate flag to a white flag and prayed that the Union would see the white flag before they fired on the ship. Fortunately, a Union ship called the Onward spotted the white flag and approached the planter without firing. Robert Smalls and his family and all the slaves on board were now free and part of the Union army, or at least part of the Union anyway. The story of Smalls' daring escape was published in the Union newspapers, making Smalls and his crewmen heroes throughout the Union. Not only were they free, but they were awarded prize money for bringing the ship and ammunition over to the Union. Smalls 
then joined the Union forces so he could help fight against the Confederacy and against slavery. Now, during the war, Smalls was involved in around 17 fighting engagements. He piloted several ships, including the planter and and an iron an ironclad, um, which was called the Keokuk. Now, I'm not sure if I've pronounced that right, but it's a, called the Keokuk. Smalls used his fame to advance the cause of African Americans in the North. He helped to convince Abraham Lincoln to allow black men to fight for the Union, and he also played a role in the integration of of public transport in Philadelphia. So he'd now become this almost like celebrity slave. You know, he'd he's he's a black man, which at that time they weren't famous. There was very very few um, famous African American men. Uh, or women for that matter they were even in the north they were still hidden from history they were still pushed to one side now even though it was the confederates that had the slaves the north still had when they were allowed to join the army they still had this segregation in the army they were still segregated in public schools they were still segregated um basically across across the whole of the north so the union plays this role of we're the you know we're the reason slavery ended well they they are but they're not the reason that you know they they were part of the reason that racism carried on um you know in in that in that aspect um so to have an african-american man so integral to the life of of the union and and so famous and so important was almost unheard of um and obviously this carried on robert smalls his story doesn't end there and when the civil war ended robert smalls returned to his hometown of beaufort south carolina um with his military retirement as well as the prize money he received from handing over the planter robert actually bought his former master's house so that's how much money he'd made he bought the house that he was a slave in um, Robert spent the first few months learning to read and write. Obviously, this was something he didn't know prior to that. Um, he then opened several businesses, including a school for black children, a store, and a newspaper called the Southern Standard. So if that's not impressive as enough, if this man, born into slavery, joins a confederacy, escapes slavery by handing over a ship and ammunition's to the union gets his prize money joins the union army has 17 battles in the union army then leaves the union army is also one of the main men to convince abraham lincoln to allow african americans to fight in the union army he then returns back to his old slave master's house and buys it and then starts his own businesses as well this man was this story is is fantastic what he actually does and you would think that that would be it but it's not smalls wanted to use his wealth and his popularity to help the former slaves in south carolina to improve their lives he joined the anti-slave republican party and became involved in state and local politics 
1874, Robert entered the world of national politics when he was elected to the United States House of Representatives. Smalls served a total of five terms in Congress where he fought for the rights of African American citizens in South Carolina. So he wasn't content with his couple of businesses and his money and and that he wanted to improve the lives of everybody in his community and that's what he did he entered into politics he five terms in congress i mean that's quite impressive and i would say it's even more impressive for an african-american man in the 1870s you know this this is almost unheard of and and how successful he was um now robert's wife died in 1883 um, and Robert would marry again in 1890, and he had one more child, um, but obviously he died in ni- 1915. Um, he actually died of diabetes and malaria. Now, if you actually have a look at some pictures of him, um, he does look like a, a portly gentleman towards the end. He once said, My race needs no special defence, for the past history of them in this country proves them to be equal of any people anywhere all they need is an equal chance in the battle of life now i think that's a great quote he's basically saying that his race doesn't determine who he is as a person and if he if black men and women are given the same opportunities as white men and women they will succeed and he succeeded because he had to take his opportunities and what he's saying is all people need is an equal chance in the battle of life and i totally agree with him um if everyone was given the same sound like communist now but if everyone was given the same level playing field um then the world would be uh, a lot fairer um before escaping as well robert offered to purchase his wife and daughter from the slave owner Um, but the price was so high um, he knew that he'd never be able to buy their freedom so this was one of the other things that he he contemplated was to actually um, to actually buy his wife and 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 daughter from the slave owner and I mean that's a horrible concept that you know he's toying between escaping which could cost him his life and potentially cost his wife and children their lives as well um you know that that contemplation he thinks well maybe if i just buy them back um and then he's told that he'll never be able to afford that um you know he's he was left with almost a no win situation um also you know besides the the ship guns and ammunition that the planter gave the union um it also contained the captain's code book which gave the union um secret codes um and sort of invaluable secrets regarding the confederate navy um which meant that obviously it it almost helped towards the win in the war um you know he he had an integral part in the union coming out victorious um and you know from my experience and from what i've learned from the civil war it wasn't cut and dry that the union was going to win um you know at at many occasions it it looked as if the union probably wasn't going to win 
it was a very back and forth war there were many major battles in which the union um you know didn't end up winning and and this to me the fact that this man ended up giving the secrets of the confederates to the union and potentially helped win the war you know the fact that this man isn't remembered is is shocking um he also not only did he run uh, during the republican party of south carolina he actually founded the republican party of south carolina prior to that south carolina never had a republican party so if i remember rightly the last election south carolina was a red state so south carolina has robert smalls to remember because without him well i mean chances are they would have had a they would have had another chance at being a republican party state anyway but without him he founded the republican party in south carolina um you know it it was it was amazing you know he was an absolutely amazing man um and how he's not remembered in movies and cinema and you know there's no stories about him there's there's a handful of books um like biographies about him um which are out there but realistically this man is is a true american hero um you know he was actually to be honest the the amount of money he was actually um awarded as well he was offered um fifteen hundred dollars for his role in turning the planter over to the union now that's not a lot of money now even in those days it's a fair amount of money but it's not it's not an um, it's not a you know millions it's not a life-changing amount of money now obviously to a, a black slave who's never had money this was probably more money than he would ever have seen in his life prior to that but in reality it wasn't a huge amount of money um and that's i find very interesting you know he made the rest of his life he made it himself he made those businesses he went back he ran for congress he made sure that he could read and write and the fact like i said that i just i can't work out that we have films for like spider-man <laughs> and things like that but yet we don't have a film dedicated to this man i mean that story alone to escape slavery to join the army to fight against your former slave owners to then you know to then disappear to come back and buy your old slave owner's house off him just to buy it outright he's got the money buys it then starts a republican party then starts a newspaper a shop a school for black children runs for congress i mean how is that not an american hero how is that not a more famous story than any stories that you know any of these made up stories that we hear or any of these um lesser figures you know we we had a a story uh, a film in this country um about eddie the eagle now if any of you don't know who eddie the eagle is he was a ski jumper okay now he was the first man from britain to win a gold medal at ski jumping okay britain aren't very good at the winter olympics he won a gold medal very impressive for a british man to win a medal at ski jumping 
But realistically, how come he gets a film and Robert Smalls hasn't got a film? He hasn't got that worldwide recognition that, realistically, I think we can all agree he should have. So, I know this is a shorter episode. Um, These biography episodes tend to be a little bit shorter. Um, But, you know, I really do... I love doing these ones because... These little stories like this, and like the previous one with the Battle of Bamber Bridge, um, they're just little stories, and they're stories that are lost to history. Um, and I love this because um, they're just they're fascinating, and this type of history um, really, really fascinates me. So I hope you've all enjoyed it. I know it has been a couple of weeks since we've spoken to each other. Um, I have had a few technical difficulties. Uh, we actually managed me and my my dad actually managed to record two episodes um and then realized that after two hours worth of recording we hadn't turned the microphones on so they will be coming <laughs> they will be coming soon um but that's why there's been a bit of a delay um the microphone well it was turned on but it was connected to the microphone on the computer not the microphones that we actually use and therefore the episodes sounded like both me and my dad had our heads in a bucket. Um, unfortunately, not good enough quality to be putting out onto onto the airwaves. So um, we've had to wait and re-record these. Now, unfortunately, uh, my dad is away. Um, so those episodes will be coming to you um, at a later date. Um, I will say we have um, the opportunity at episode 100, which we are rapidly approaching... Um, we are doing a question and answer. So any guys who listen to this, anyone who's listening, who wants to know anything about me or my dad in regards to history, in regards to our own personal opinions or anything, literally anything, um, let us know. Send us a message. Um, you can get me on Facebook. You can do it on um, the group chat on facebook i'm always on there active so you can always send me a a direct message on there if you want to um if you don't have facebook but you still want to contact us twihpod at gmail.com for those of you who are on patreon you can always send me a message on there as well if you're not on patreon why are you not on patreon get yourselves over to patreon it costs you five dollars a month that's it and it supports my podcast and it helps me grow um, and it will go to things like buying new equipment. I'm uh, currently running out of um, space on this laptop and in, in a very dire need of getting a new one. So, um, you know, all that money that comes in, it all goes towards that and it helps out with the podcast. So um, you will also get uh, extra shows that are on there and you do also have access to all of these episodes without adverts. So hopefully that'll be uh, that's an incentive for you. If not, leave me a review. If you can't you can't afford the Patreon, a review is just as helpful. Get onto uh, iTunes, leave us a review. Five stars if possible. The more stars I get, the better it looks on my uh, uh, on my feed. So uh, no, be honest. If you if you don't think it's five stars, be honest. Give us what you want and let me know why. Um, I hate those reviews that just say five stars and just say good or one star rubbish. Give me more information. Give me something to work with here, people. So thank you. Thank you very much. And we shall see you next time. And remember, guys, we all have history. Make yours great. Bye-bye.
In the heat of the moment, you're not just keeping it calm, you're keeping it cool too. With an ice cold cold brew, and not just any cold brew, but one that's slow steeped and mixed with brown sugar and molasses flavor. With a cold foam infused with brown sugar coolness and a cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top. That's keeping it calm, cool, and cold brewed. With Dunkin's new brown sugar cream cold brew, America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished the new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows, so you can do this. And this. Doesn't hurt a bit either. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.